Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>super pod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 40 i'm casey ryan i'm todd panic oh boy and we, we watched the adventures, adventures of buckaroo bonsai across, across the, the eighth, eighth dimension. dimension my god that's a mouthful <sighs> okay yeah hey todd, casey i know people like this movie so let's start there if you like this movie fine uh, far be it from me to tell you that what you like is dumb but I'm going to say <laughs> this movie, this is, movie dumb. is dumb. Yes, but I I don't want to like I don't want to insult anybody in the sure. TSPSC army. Also, you know, new listener Kevin Smith, um, he loves this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Kevin Smith, please be on our podcast. We're I, we're we're uh, we're we're envisioning the future that we want to have. Right? Yeah, we don't want yeah. him to listen yeah. to back episodes and be like, no. what the fuck? No, 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 he almost right. did a uh, TV series. Did he really? But then the rights issue. Kind of like of what certain like an people, adaptation of something. Yeah, or? I don't know. Oh, it just I just read out. a thing that said rights issue uh, was the issue, but he said he would come back. So he got. So what you're saying is he has some free time in his schedule. He could come do our podcast. One hundred percent. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I remember. So this movie came out in 1984. <sighs> I was 13 years old. So I was three. <laughs> I was. We were talking before we got a mic. I remember. The Marvel Comics tie-in. I remember the the ads in comics for the Buckaroo Banzai. Mm-hmm. I remember all that. Rewatching this movie, and I have not seen the movie in many many years. <laughs> Rewatching it, I was like, "Do people just like this movie because of what of where they were in their lives? I think Is so. it nostalgia? I, it's it's, it's nostalgia be. and the one line. Anywhere, hey, rem, just remember, no matter where you go, there, there you, you are. are. Yeah. Um. I, I last episode I said I'd never seen this. 
I think I've seen parts of it. I feel like it was on HBO it, a bunch as a kid. It was. And it's and a I cult. It is a through. cult hit. Because I, I remember the part where Lithgow is hits the wall. And I think the like the things trying to eat his head. I was right. like, oh, God. He's... No, scary. Turn it off. <laughs> right. Even though Little I watched you know. much right. scarier movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's an interesting place in the zeitgeist. You know, for guys of my age, mm-hmm. again, if you know, you're 13 when this comes out. So my buddy Michael, who suggested this, mm-hmm. went. I went not to school Dustin. with him. Not Dustin. <laughs> totally not Dustin. Sorry. Sorry, Dustin. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm gonna have to reach out when this drops. I'll mm-hmm. reach out to Michael on Facebook and just ask him, like, have you watched it lately, yeah. or are we going off memory? Because off nostalgia. Uh, oh. I want, and I wanted to. I didn't want to sit through a bad movie. I, I wanted, you know, I wanted the Avengers, and this was not it. No, I did. I, I knew we weren't getting the Avengers, but aliens from another it's dimension. This, it's, there's an invasion. It, are they you know, aliens? Or are they just interdimensional beings? Ha ha ha! They're aliens in our world, right? Right? I mean, isn't that it's that's alien is always a subjective reference, right? Yeah, if true. we go to Venus, we're the aliens, right? Right? So here, yeah, they're aliens? Question mark? Yeah, sure. Why not? But let's say this. This is not a fucking superhero movie. This I is mean, not. We, we acknowledge the will of the people, but it's not a fucking superhero movie. We acknowledge the will of a person. Because <laughs> that was... It was six to seven. Yes. We should have redone the vote we, on this. Yeah. Um, if this... Swing I'll, vote. I'll, Swing I'll, vote. <laughs> Hanging Chad. Oh, yep. no. Yep. Dustin, I need a ruling. Uh, should we be here? We shouldn't even be here. We All should. Right. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> That's right. Um, if this movie had been... More screwball or more serious? It towed the line in the worst possible way. So, let, yes. yeah. So we're getting to some stuff. Let's get some other stuff out of the way. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, um, yeah, because I think I, I think that's important, and I think we should talk super. about that because we're not going through beat by beat of this. No, we're going to do a broad stroke at the beginning, and then and then we'll talk about some stuff. Yeah, yeah, like. Oh yeah, but okay. like what you just brought up, like mm-hmm. what was the vision here? I think that's worth talking about. <laughs> Had an idea of what the vision was. <laughs> all, How much cocaine? All of the cocaine. Can we buy if this movie does well? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. So let's. Uh, so since we she- are, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, Bob. Oh, don't we have reshoots first? I don't think I have any reshoots. Uh, we yeah yeah. Do we? Yep, we sure do. Uh, Bob, reshoots. Thanks, Bob. All right. So we've got a couple of reshoots here uh these are both from our episode which we've already recorded but hasn't dropped yet oh yes captain america the, the first avenger the sentinel so the, of freedom the sentinel of freedom the living legend uh easy <laughs> yeah so you cut you pointed this out and i don't know what i was thinking i, I can vis- envision the scene in the movie the jackal mm-hmm. it is not richard gear who not. shoots jack black it's Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, the Jackal, and the only reason I know this is because I went to go get the drop for it, yeah. and I, it started playing. I'm like, that doesn't look like Richard Gere. I, I'm sure I meant. I'm sure I was thinking like in Richard Gere's film, The Jackal, yeah. Bruce Willis. But no, yeah, you clear, straight I up clearly, said, oh yeah. no, I clearly <laughs> said that. I, you straight up said yep. Richard Gere shoots Jack Black. When I was listening uh, to the episode for the QA, I was like, oh, yep, that's 100 percent wrong. Uh, it's amazing. While we're on Jack Black, real quick, how many of these movies he's just sneakily in? Like that, enemy of the state. He just shows up in shit that you didn't realize, and now that he is 
Jack Black household name. Sure. You go back and watch these things, you go, oh, there he Jack, is. Jack Black? Yeah. yeah. Like he's in uh, Cable Guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's great. He's, yeah. he's uh, the, the real friend. The only movie I re- the movie that I remember seeing him in that made me go, who is this guy? Is High Fidelity. He's fucking great. I've never man. seen that. Oh, yeah, it is. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's yeah. fine. It was it was pretty like kind of an indie thing. But sure, sure. He's it's peak Jack Black. Yeah. After uh, John Cusack, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should like both of that. Yeah, I should yeah. like that movie. And it ends with Jack Black singing "Let's Get It On." And I went, oh, they clearly dubbed someone else. There's no way this guy has that voice. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, he's in a band? Oh, he's a really good singer? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, did I see that Tenacious D is doing a new album? Probably. I will enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, second reshoot I caught, and I, again, I think uh, when I was listening to it for the QA, mm-hmm. it, it struck me. I was like, I don't think that's right. So I talked about uh, the, at the, the battle between... Joe Simon and his family or state versus Marvel Comics over the rights. Right. I said that, it, that they kind of settled that and it coincided with the release. No, they they settled that in 2003, which was obviously well before Captain America, the first Avenger, comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, the settlement was confidential, but it, it did include the assignment by Joe Simon to Marvel Comics of any copyright that he retained in the character. So that's all that it was 10 years prior um, and you know what I, I just realized? Marvel doesn't do. Well, I guess they, do they do they put at the beginning of their movies? Ba- but well, they don't have any. It, they uh, don't have opening credits. Guardians of the Galaxy, sure. Incredible you, Hulk, and Iron Man Two are the only ones I think that have opening credits. Nerd, um, no, uh, yeah. So Marvel, like DC, like. You know, has a has a kind of a spotty history with its creators, Bill um, Finger, right? And it it almost seems like it's a patchwork in terms of who retained. But it seemed like a rights. lot with Marvel stuff. Not to speak ill of the dead, it was Stan Lee and this person. Yeah, and as sure. a kid, I was like, "Wow, Stan Lee did a lot." And now I'm just like, "Oh, Stan Lee just put his name on." I mean, I I think maybe uh, Spider Man, Fantastic Four were probably his, but like. Thor, no. You know, you can't ignore Stan Lee's sure. influence on comics and Marvel specifically. But I, I, again, I think, and I think we referenced way back when Alan Moore has a brutal dissection takedown sure. of Stan Lee's legacy, and that's hard to ignore. But on the on the flip side of that, did you see the news of his caretaker? Yeah, oh, that's messed up. That's like, regardless of what he stole or put his name on sure what that guy did that's that's awful you know i'm I'm happy at what marvel studios and disney did for stanley sure um it's because i know there was a time when he was essentially broke and i and uh because marvel comics itself oh yeah, were, had kind of been like stan go stand in the corner you know sure absolutely and marvel went bankrupt right so there was a time when stanley was essentially broke and Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason why his his autographs I don't think are worth much unless it's on something with underlying value because there was a time where he was just to make money he he'd go to any con mm-hmm. and sign autographs. Yeah, his, his autograph is because it's everywhere, right? So uh, you know, I bet you, but sadly, I bet you it bumped when he died. Yeah, but like, but it might no. be hard to do just because of the supply. There's so much of his signature, <sighs> but you know, I think Marvel has probably not from a legal or contractual basis, mm-hmm. but I think. 
from a sense of, you know, if I'm looking at it optimistically, I'd say they, they recognize there's a moral imperative there. Sure. If I'm being cynical, I'm going to say that they recognize that fans will fucking uproar, you know, have an up, uh, uproar over this shit. But, you know... You Jim, mean like... Sonic doesn't look like the Sonic I know. Cancel yeah, the movie. Well, no, they've only delayed it a year. It'll be totally fine. Um, Jim Starlin, <laughs> the creator of Adam Warlock, Thanos. Sure. Basically, without him, we don't have the Infinity Saga in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been very complimentary in you know recent last year or two around what Marvel has done for him, and it's not a it's not a you know from a from a practical basis for most of the characters, it was pure work for hire. Marvel retained those rights. I mean... Deadpool. Sure. With Rob Liefeld, it's... You know, he, he isn't quiet about it now that there's... He is... Deadpool is part of the zeitgeist with his movies. Sure. Not just, you know, nerds who shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, but... The, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, any nerds out there that shop at Hot Topic. Um but Rob Liefeld has not been quiet about that also. Sure. He's like, yeah, Marvel fucked me over and, you pretty know, hard with a lot of that stuff. Todd McFarlane, sure. who, you know, creator of Spawn, but prior to that did some amazing runs in Spider-Man, in The Hulk. And actually, he's, a, he's close to the top of my list for my favorite writer artists as well. But yeah, he he's great. famously left Marvel kind of really at, at his peak. Was in, it for Image? He but went, he went also to, as a fuck you to he did, Marvel, right? Image, which I believe, and, and if I'm off on this, someone can certainly correct me, uh, Image was more of a collaboration of creators. Right. I'm just what I'm saying. Todd yeah. McFarlane, Jim Lee, yeah, Dave, the mm. guy who did uh, The Pit. I know that comic. I can't remember who did it. The discount. Well, no, I guess Max was Discount Hulk. Right. Um but, you know, McFarlane, you know, was very vocal about, I'm leaving because I want to retain what I create. Sure. And so, and he smartly did that. I mean, Spawn, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see this movie. Certainly the tra- the recent track record of creators involved with movies, I'm looking at you, Hellboy, uh, not, but, not so good. But we can also look at Deadpool. Liefeld was... Was he involved with the sure. production? I mean, I mean he's, he's in, got a cameo, but that... But I think he was... Or was that a, you know... More Ryan Reynolds. Olive branch oh that's a good point you, you know, know what it, i don't know what yeah. kind of credit he got i think he was a producer yeah, sure so again i mean i mm. think that there's a i like this wave of even if we contra- even if we legally own all the rights sure let's do the right thing by the people that created these so um yeah and i th- they're coming around i mean and i think it's because the people who are now running or at least have some say in some of these studio things grew up idolizing these people and they're like oh wait this person doesn't have no no let's let's make sure like kevin feige probably is, uh, well, is i guess that. that's not happening if feige says no right see right yeah you, he's got to be on board right so and you know kudos to feige for being smart and being the assistant to richard donner and learning how to treat their actors like i've never heard a bad thing about donner yeah that's why people want to. That's why Danny Glover and Mel Gibson uh, want to do <laughs> Lethal Weapon Five. Is because of because they want to get back together with Donner because he's and he's a good director. Yeah, I, I've like there's not a movie that I've seen of his where I was like, 
wasn't your best work, Richard. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Ooh. Uh, while we're on the subject of problematic uh, actors, actors. <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. The podcast. Yep. Scott Ackerman was talking about this, and I think we should adopt it for our podcast. Okay. You can like the things of an actor up until the point where it becomes knowledge of who that person well, like like we can like Superman Returns yeah because we knew who Kevin Spacey we didn't know Kevin Spacey was the monster that he is because we didn't in our brains when we saw that movie and when it yeah. came out we didn't know but that billionaire boys club thing that he made nope well so I'm going to disagree with that <laughs> so I, 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 it would just make it easier for us because but, the the list is getting longer well so yeah. I'm going to stay firmly in the camp of I can. So the problem we have, mm-hmm. unlike, unlike, unlike painting, portraiture, right? Um, the the artist is in a sense the art as well, right? Uh-huh. So Mel Gibson is not just a a flawed human being, <laughs> who, right? Who right. has said in terrible things and acted in horrible ways, mm-hmm. but he is also the person on screen that is rigs. I love Riggs. Sure. And what he's done. So even that I know now, it, it, I can still love that character. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's but, what I'm saying. But, but even if, if, if he did if Lethal Weapon 5, five, you'd be okay? I, well, I'm okay with, with anyone saying, I don't want to work with Mel Gibson because of these reasons. I'm okay with that. Sure. I'm okay with Kevin Spacey getting pulled from whatever that movie. Um, all the Money in the World. All the Money in the World. Yeah. He got pulled from uh, the series. The British oh, uh, um, uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. I'm fine with look. Well, you, especially because you know who became president. N- no, Robin Wright. Oh, no. mm. well, hello, Robin. Uh, yes. Uh, so, I'm fine with those decisions. Okay, but if the person's performing, I I reserve the right to view that art and still say he's a reprehensible human being. That was an amazing movie, or that was an amazing performance. Yeah, I mean, that, I, and that's where I'm at. You don't I, have to be there. I guess like I, I I'm kind of fifty fifty. Like I liked Hacksaw Ridge. I thought it was a good movie. I, sure. Mel Gibson is still a fucking monster. Like so, and I did not go to the theater to see it. I waited till sure. I could get it on a streaming platform will, to go. Okay. Will he always be a monster? Probably because he never officially apologized for it. Well, okay, all right. And you know again, I mean? I'm, I'm just asking a question. Um. Who, who, I'm trying to think of, there have been, oh, well, I mean, sort of James Gunn. Sure. James Gunn apologized both times. He apologized before he got caught. Oh, he apologized the first time that, when he did get caught. Well, when Guardians 1 ago. came out, somebody went back in his old tweets and went, hey, what are these ghosts? Yeah, those were completely, oh, now, I thought he apologized even before that. Maybe, maybe there was a third apology. In, yeah. in, in any case, he has fallen over sure. himself apologizing for it and saying that's not who I really am. It was persona on tw- on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I I agree that those are irreprehensible. You know, James, there's this little thing called deleting your tweets. Maybe try it sometime. Save yourself this headache, man. Nothing ever goes away on the internet. Let's not. <laughs> but you, but yeah. well, unless someone screenshots it once you delete no. it. No, no, no. There's a deleted tweet. No, arch- every listen. Yes, everything still exists. Really, archive.org. Yes, there's. Oh no. Yeah. Yes, yes. So those horrible yeah, things I said about... No. They're, yeah, they're there. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> that's right. I'm no, going to need some time. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm ready to forgive James Gunn because he, he did the sure. real apology. 
if they give the Hancock apology, I I, I I might go see their stuff, but I'm still in the back of my mind, like with Mel Gibson, yeah, you're still a monster. So I, so... Oh, who I've completely written off, by the way, Johnny Depp, done. Got it. Done. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a complex... It is. Uh, it's a complex set of factors that come into play. I also think, like, wh- how has the person behaved since then? Right. Right? Uh, like, well, is it, and that's why I'm done What's with more important? Depp. Is it more important to apologize, or is it more important to act differently? You know? And he's done neither. So, so, so listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, this is where... Man, we are going on a long tangent here, but I, I think know, this is important. I don't important. know what's going to... No, know no, I think this is important here, to yeah. stay. Uh, yeah, because we're not going to talk about, about this movie. This is going to be like... An hour of pre-roll and that's then right. like twenty minutes. Yeah. Here's the movie. Fuck yeah, it. That's right. <laughs> um, with 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 uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. With Depp, yeah, um, he hasn't changed his behavior. he hasn't changed Poor his behavior. Right. He's actually gotten worse about it. He like, in my opinion, there's no proof of this. So this is the, sure. the views that I'm about to express do not reflect on Todd Panic. <laughs> uh, I feel like he paid off a bunch of uh, hotel people. Got it. To change the narrative of what happened the night he beat the shit out of Amber Heard. So, fuck him. Right. And also, I think this is a problem with paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Think about 30 years ago in Hollywood. Yeah, this shit was happening, but we didn't know about it because we found out about it later. Like, if someone died horribly, like um, right. the guy from Hogan's Heroes. Sure, Bob Crane. Thank you, Bob yep. Crane or... Um, uh, George Reeve, you know, mm-hmm. under suspicious circumstances, right. or Rock Hudson having AIDS, that kind of stuff comes out. Today, we would have, if Rock Hudson had been a star today, we would have known he was gay because the paparazzi would have hunted him down and found him with sure. a, with a, another man. So, sure. uh, so we're so ingrained in these in these Hollywood actors' lives, but we don't know them. We we don't. We you know, at best, we know a marketing image that. You know, a lot of people have a lot of vested interest in us mm-hmm. connecting with, right? Um, I, and I'm I'm fine with your stance on that. I think the place where we, so I don't, I, I'm sure, obviously we don't agree person by person because like we don't agree on Mel Gibson, which is fine. But the other piece is though, I don't think that you have to believe the way I believe, right? And that's a big difference. Right? Absolutely. Uh, not, that, I'm sorry, and, not not a difference in terms of I'm not saying you don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm and saying I'm not here to tell you how you know. Right. It's almost like, dear internet, <laughs> we can have differing opinions and still be able to Absolutely. have conversations and not be like, fuck you. And this is where my I hear you does not mean that you're wrong. It means, <laughs> no, I hear that that's your perspective and I, yeah. and I respect and acknowledge your, your perspective. Okay. Soapbox done? I think we're done. Hey, All right. Let's, uh, that felt good. Yeah, it did. All right. All hey, right. let's get um, some beer. I'm going to get the – Oh, yeah. Let's, these out. I'm after that, yeah. Ones. Bob? What are we drinking? All right, so big surprise! I made my way over to Branching Out Bottle Shop today for our beer selection, as we do. Uh, Chris was working, Barley uh, keeping watch there. And Wait, is this one you've had before? It is not. No, oh, okay. no, no. Um, but you know, Chris, uh, to her credit, I, I'm trying to think. Chris has probably found the beer more times, or, or she's at least like getting up there. She's finding the beer as often as I am. Sure. Uh, so flat out, this was Chris's call. Perfect. Oh. So, so she's. So I told her what movie it is. Uh-huh. She's like, you know, what are the themes? I'm like, it's a <laughs> fucking weird one. So I said, you know, interdimensional travel. He's a, you know, 
neurosurgeon, scientist, ninja, rock star. Uh, so we started going through the list, and she goes, okay. And she walked over. So we're drinking beer from Strong Rope Brewery, which is out of Brooklyn, New York. Ooh. They are a New York State farm brewery. Um, they recently transitioned to 100% New York ingredients for all their beers. Pretty nice. Cool. They go back a few years, probably looks hard to tell exactly. I'm guessing maybe less than 10. Okay. Um, but worth checking out. Our beer this evening is an Imperial Stout, 8.2% alcohol by volume. Not bad. It is galactic travel constant. 100% so, agree with this. Yep. So let's, uh, not an IPA, but a nice stout. It's got a really beautiful aroma. Oh, that's nice and smooth. It's smooth. Unlike a lot of stouts that we've had, not knocking those stouts, it's not Those too Imperial smout stouts can go, can they can go sideways. Heavy. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. That's a good Chris, beer. Well done. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And hi, Barley. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What a what a beer for a shitty movie. Okay. Good beer. Shitty movie. That's right. Oh, hey, Todd. Hey, Casey. I also can't help noticing that you are wearing a Empire Iron T-shirt. Oh, did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. We'll have to take a little picture on Instagram. We will to have put to up do with that. this episode. Uh, my buddy Phil. Yes. Uh, guest star on Iron Man. Gr- br- uh, great guest. Yes. He uh, gave me a shit ton of swag. We've got these t-shirts. We also have beer koozies. Nice. I don't nice. think they're for glasses. <laughs> no. I, actually, I've got a couple of nice, thin pint glasses that these fit on. So oh, I, really? I, will be, I will be using this at oh, home. Oh, yes. nice. Yes. Um, some lanyards. Uh, some really nice... Uh, Beanie hats. Uh, beanie caps. Yeah. yeah. So once again, for all your needs health-wise, please check out EmpireIron.net. Absolutely. Veteran-owned company. I love that. Um, they do, they've got clothing and other swag, but also online training and coaching, all kinds of stuff. Bodybuilding, fitness, powerlifting, nutrition, weight loss. So they kind of do it all. And Christina Watson is a Air Force veteran. Yes. So we share that in common. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think... She, like myself and Chuck, did not fly planes, but I probably need to confirm that. No, she 100% flew planes. Did she really? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. She was in the Air Force, so she must Everybody have flies course. planes in the Air Force. It's so in the name. Christina and the folks over at Empire Iron, thanks for the swag. And yeah. uh, to our listeners, please check them out. They're friends of the show. Why don't you be friends of them? If you want to get swole like Captain America, <laughs> That's right. go see Empire He's Iron. Totally swole. All right. So- Let's uh, let's let's oh, talk God. about some production notes here. Oh, okay. I thought we were getting. You know, no, believe me. I got. I, I'll get mine out of the way. Sure, go ahead. The only thing I saw was Michael Madsen was offered Pretty Tom, whatever. Perfect the, Tommy. Perfect Tommy, but he turned it down for some other. Okay, movie. that's how little. Good I, call. I saw. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not <laughs> writing this down. So this movie comes out in 1984. It's written by Earl Earl Mac Roush. He wrote Wired, which was the 1989 John Belushi biopic that was kind of controversial because I think it was, if I remember right, it was controversial because he did not have the support of the Belushi, the Belushi family. family. Right. Robert it, Wall famously played Belushi in it. It was a big deal when it came out, but it was. That's right. Wall played Belushi. Yeah. He also wrote 1982's A Stranger is Watching, which starred a young Kate McGrew. Who? Um, and New York, New York, a 1977 film starring Liza Minnelli and Robert De Niro. And he wrote like one thing after this, right? But he's, uh, I, th- I saw. He, I don't. He it, did, and it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't I worth didn't, noting. Yeah, he's um, not. He's not continuing his writing. Yeah, he was a Dartmouth graduate. Wrote a book. Huh? Um, 
when he had the book and I dropped it somewhere. Fucker bonsai. No, no. Uh, but based on that book, got the um, kind of got the attention. Met this guy W. D. Richter, who um, had directed a few things, but it was mainly a writer. He wrote Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh-huh. He wrote Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he wrote Needful Things. Oh. Um, Wait, the the the, the film, the nineties film. Sido? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, um, he's so good. Right, uh, they form a friendship, and over the course of a few years, in the early eighties, mm-hmm. uh, Rouch, you know, makes his way to Hollywood and and connects with people and starts developing this script. So, this is from Wikipedia, and I think this perfectly captures the film. Right, um, Wikipedia quotes Rouch as saying. His script was inspired by all those out-and-out, press-the-accelerator-to-the-floor, nonstop kung fu movies of the early 70s. And I didn't get that feel from this movie. I, you, I, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't go up. A, never mind. Just, I'm sorry. Continue. Mm. I, no, go, go, go. I, just, I feel like it didn't go far enough to be like, look at how, how we're sending up kung fu movies. I, so there I, wasn't enough. I don't think it was. So it's clearly not a, mar, it's not a martial arts send-up. But I think... I think the the bizarre jamming together of all these crazy things, and mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly embodied in Buckaroo Banzai, right? He's a neurosurgeon, a test car driver. He's a, f- a particle physicist. He's a rock and roll star. He's also half Japanese. He's half Japanese, right? Whatever reason. Well, you know, So that they can call him Buckaroo Banzai it, and not have someone go, hey, that's racist. Yeah, because I think it was originally the character. So Rauch writes a number of scripts. With this idea, and he starts building this idea. Uh-huh. He starts building out the ideas of the Hong Kong Cavaliers and the other the backgrounds, um, and it you know gets scrapped, reworked, picked up. Originally, I think it was Buckaroo. I think it was Buckaroo Banner or Bonner, and it becomes Bonsai. Okay. Um, you know what it reminded me. You know what he reminded me the most of was that whole. I I equate this with like the Pulp Heroes. Of that mm-hmm. era of fiction, but almost like if you think of Johnny Quest's dad, right? Like they were sure. scientist and world explorer and philanthropist and yep. you know security expert. Just those weird mashups of mashups of things, right? So in that sense, I'm like, okay, well, I see that. The and again, I think if you look at this movie through a cocaine <laughs> hazed mind, no, maybe you. it makes sense. But um you know, so Weller, Peter, famous, you know, Peter Weller, Robocop, uh, Robocop stars. He's said that he based his character on Elia Kazan, Jacques Cousteau, Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, and Adam Ant. Oh, what a pretentious. But, oh God. but, but think about that, though. Like Elia yeah, Kazan, the yeah. filmmaker, right? Yep. Jacques Cousteau, explorer. Albert Einstein, physicist. Yep. Leonardo da Vinci, inventor. Mm-hmm. Adam Ant, rock star. Okay, I mean, Weller, here, here, Weller was hesitant to take the movie because he didn't know he, you know, like what is this going to be? What is it going to be? Campy? Is it? Dear Mister Weller, back in nineteen eighty three, it's going to be garbage. Oh, 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 here's and here's the thing. Now that you said that, and I'm looking back on the movie, I'm like, okay, I get it. I shouldn't have to be told afterwards. Sure, all of that. I should be able to at least pick up two of the five of those. That's Just like fair. you saying the Hong Kong thing. I'm like, I didn't feel that. I felt much more that it was a send-up of pulpy stuff, like sure. you know, Flash Gordon and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Well, not Flash Gordon, but you know what I mean? Like, but it, well, it kind of had that feel to Buck me Rogers as well. kind yeah. of thing. More Buck Rogers is what I meant to say, not, not Flash Gordon. I, I thought, but again, that whole era of 
yeah. pulp fiction, mm-hmm. not the movie, the the genre. Mm-hmm. You know, the serial adventures. It it, it kind of had that feel to me. But it didn't have what what you just said about Hong Kong. I just sure. Listen, can we, can we? Do you have any more production notes? Uh, yeah. So okay, it's got go a ahead. budget of seven. You I really, really want to yeah. just? It's got a budget of seventeen million dollars. What? Eighty four. Come on. Uh, does a box office total of six million dollars? Yeah. So everything grinds to a halt. But th- it, this was huge. There this was, was setting up a sequel. Right. Setting at the up end. a sequel. There were you know comic books. There were video games. This is Howard was, the Duck yeah. level failure. Oh. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the, they, that cost a lot more, but on, yeah, in Howard terms Duck was of, in, I think twenty to twenty-five. A lot of special. Well, Howard, yeah, yeah himself, sure. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is clearly a failure. It ends up with a Rotten Tomatoes score of seventy-one percent. Okay, so since we're here in the final episode of season two, mm-hmm. we have talked off mic a bunch, and we kind of lamented in the thing in previous episodes. I think we need to move to IMDb. I agree. IMDb put this at a 6.4 out of 10. So if we make that a percentage, which it would be, it's sure. not... 64%. Uh, it's a 64%. It's not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not ir- irrigate, Not irrigating. What's the word I'm looking aggregating. for? Aggregating. Aggregating all of them together. It's going, okay, this is... you. Each person gets to score the movie. It's not uh, algorithm reading quote-unquote, reading what the reviewer said and said, oh, this sounds like a positive review. Yeah. It is literally based on the scores. Sure. So I think next season... If I rate it four out of five stars, that counts as a point eight or eight out of ten. Right. Or 80%. Yep. Right. And then in, Yeah, exactly. And then it just... Yeah. So it goes from there. Sure. 6.4 is still way fucking high. But yeah. it'll give us a better curve. You know, I'll say this about the movie. I think it's an ambitious movie. Sure is. The plot is complex. There were a couple times where I had to rewind because I'm like, oh, did I miss something? Nope. They're just, okay, we're moving on. Got it. Um, oh, my God. I should have written down the note, and I didn't. Uh, there's a later film that'll that'll use a similar kind of plot. Oh. oh um, they live. Uh, yes. Not the one I was thinking of. Uh, Men in Black, right? The whole idea that... Um, there's aliens living aliens living among us some of them are good some of them are bad i think that's a whole subtle concept Uh, right it's not aliens are bad bad because sure the the red left oh well okay all right so with that okay now what you're gonna hear right now is and now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation Boy, we're we're in the eighties. How do you Our, like those synthesizers? Oh God, let's let's do this this way. Let's give a quick synopsis of the whole movie, sure, which will not take long, and then we can talk about it. Sure, not we don't need to book report this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. This definitely is one not to book report because we're going to go. How did they get to this scene? Sure, that's okay, so, fair. So opens with text. Did you write? Did I, I sure did. Okay, go ahead. So first of all, that synthesizer is on par of, like, John Carpenter-level scoring, right? Like, one guy with a synthesizer. Yeah, um, but at which, least John which, Carpenter writes good music. Sure, sure. It, it to me, felt like they were trying to summon up Star Wars, like a Star Wars kind of feel. Not as bad as Meteor Man, but Not yeah. as bad as Meteor Man. Um, so, yeah, we got a, a wall of text. A wall of text. 
Buckaroo Banzai, born to an American mother and a Japanese father, thus began life as he was destined to live it, going in several directions at once. A brilliant neurosurgeon, this restless young man grew quickly dissatisfied with a life devoted solely to medicine. He roamed the planet, studying martial arts and particle physics, collecting around him a most eccentric group of friends, those hard-rocking scientists, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. And now, with his astounding jet car ready for a bold assault on the dimension barrier, Buckaroo Banzai faces the greatest challenge of his turbulent life. While high above Earth, an alien spacecraft keeps a nervous watch on Team Banzai's every move. Okay, a couple things. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking info. That's a lot of info. That is a full-on info dump. Like, yes. you are evacuating your entire bowels of that dump. <laughs> That's right. You're holding onto the handles yeah. of the toilet. Oh, yeah. You are Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the movie is about as good as what Jeff Daniels sure. puts in that toilet. Um, a couple things. Do they make it Japanese father, American mother, because we're so close to Nam and the whole Bodoi, uh, all the kids that were left behind from all the American soldiers being over there? Or is this just... Uh, well, it's, so is it, you're saying they reversed it intentionally? Cause so, yeah, is it reversed oh, so oh, I, that people don't go, oh, we are, we're only, what... 15, 16 years out of Nam? When did uh, Nam end? Is it 74? So uh, we're a decade out of it. Hang on. Jesus. I should, I should know this. No, you weren't in it. So. No, I know, but... Uh, okay, so the fall of Saigon was April of 75. Okay, so, so we're nine years removed from... Yeah. That's true. Or did I, they? Did they? Or am I just giving the writers too I, much credit? I think you're giving the writers too much credit. Okay. I think they liked the name Buckaroo Banzai and making oh, him half so Japanese, Japanese has to be the sure. gotcha. Okay. You, you know, he's got the headband, the the, the, the Danielson, the Danielson head. headband. Uh-huh. Sure. You know, is that of any other importance? No. I know that when the when this came out on DVD, they released some deleted scenes that included his mother and father. Oh. Uh, Not gonna watch mo- those. His mother, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. I did see that. I well, I might go seek it out because I love Jamie <laughs> Lee Curtis. <laughs> right? Um, How can you not love Jamie Lee Curtis? Well, you, there's no correct answer to that. So, <laughs> I, I just think that's you know, yeah. Peter Weller doesn't look half Asian to me. Not at all. Um, it's it. You know, we were, I was just mentioning Boydoy, uh the original production of Miss Saigon. Jonathan Price played this character sure. called the Engineer. Do you know this story? Uh, no, but I remember that. I I know that how that has been contentious over the years because it was a half. He was supposed to be a half Japanese, half American <laughs> character played by a super duper British guy. Um, so it is now written into the contract of Miss Saigon that the Engineer has to be half Japanese, half American. No kidding. And I don't recall that Jonathan Price wore like prosthetic, like apocanthic folds, Mm -hmm. which also, yeah. Problematic theater. Um, One more thing Mm -hmm. in that opening. So the the aliens that are sitting there in high chairs. Yes. That's the aliens that are watching? Yes. Fucking did not get that. Nope. So those are the- They kept cutting to them. I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? So basically, right. So basically, Buckaroo Banzai- all of these many things, he's got this jet car that he's planning to use to pierce the dimension barrier. But he, they think they're just doing the speed test. Uh, the government does. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government. So he does. He succeeds. 
He pierces the barrier. He comes back. He brings something alien from the other world, gets the attention of these alien beings. He's pierced mm-hmm. the barrier. Turns out that way back when Orson Welles did his stunt to the War of the Worlds. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not get there yet. Well, no, I'm giving the high level. Like, I'm just, Well, back in 46, we need to talk about that. that 30, 36. 30, 38. 38. 38? Yeah. Whenever. Uh, 37. In a row? 38. It was 11, 1, in a row? 38. What? Oh, oh no. No, clerks. 37. Oh, Michael Franklin, right 37 blowjob. In, in a row? row? Yeah, sorry. Try not to suck anybody's dick out of the way to the parking lot. How do you get back here? <laughs> That's right. You got me on that one. Oh. Um, so we, we find out that someone already has gone halfway through to the eighth dimension, John Lithgow's character. Sure. So is he. God damn it. Dr. Lazaro. Let's finish the synopsis because okay. I got fucking questions. So way back when, Dr. Lazardo. John Lithgow's character, working with Professor Hakita, um, uh-huh. are working on this device that they f- threw together from scraps in the in the university in lab. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, they partially succeed. John Lithgow gets halfway through the barrier, gets stuck. Aliens attack him on the other side. He gets pulled back, mm-hmm. but he's been transformed. Basically, he's been like tainted with this alien presence from crossing so over. My- At the same time. A number of a number of these other other dimensional beings, known as uh, these are the black lectroids. Mm-hmm. Um, the red lectroids are the bad ones. No, oh oh right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So these are the red lectroids. There's two. There's an alien race, half good, half bad. Mm-hmm. The black lecto- lectroids are the good guys. Mm-hmm. The red lectroids are the bad guys. Right. Doctor. <laughs> basically, so we end up with this whole kind of race where the bad guys, the reds, are trying to get this interdimensional machine from Buckaroo Banzai. They're trying to so they can get in and free their comrades who've been imprisoned there like Phantom Zone style, following a war oh, on the so te- they, on the tenth planet. So they the planet are 10. aliens. They, they are, right. No, they are right. aliens. They are, they're from they the tenth planet. The but dimension. they phantom zoned into the eighth dimension. <laughs> That's right. oh, okay. So they are aliens. They are I'm aliens. Sorry. Right. So See, I didn't even get that watch in the fucking movie. I know, I, when, when we start before we started recording, I said they're interdimensional beings. Nope, they're one hundred percent aliens. They're they're one hundred percent aliens. They just <sighs> happened to they were there like Phantom Zone style, and, and that's another fucking. And again, it's a complex plot. So you've got, I watched this movie less than twenty four hours ago, and I'm still confused. It's it's bonk. Let's just say it's bonkers. It is 100% Manzukis level bonkers. So we end up with Buckaroo Banzai and his group mm-hmm. um, kind of in the middle trying to keep their device out of the hands of the evil aliens, the mm-hmm. red lectroids, while the black lectroids who are keeping watch on earth have noticed the piercing of dimensions and they are not going to let the red lectroids through and they threaten to basically nuke us. Right. If if we cooperate with the black lectroids, with and, the red lectroids. And we find out, you know, no, let's talk okay. now. Okay, yeah. that's enough. So let's start with the electroids. Okay. I can't tell the difference because they're called black lectroids. They should be black. Nope. They're the same fucking color as the red lectroids. Uh, are you sure they're the same color? They're, they're darker. They're close enough. They're close enough that okay. I, I had, so all those guys... Sitting in the high chairs, yeah. I thought those were red lectrons. Mm. The lighting, the lighting doesn't help. No, the lighting doesn't help. We see the ones that we see the the red lectrons on Earth in 
daylight, right? We see them in well-lit scenes, yeah. so you can clearly see they're red. I think the other ones are a different color, but the it's lighting, the lighting does not is help. shitty. Yeah. So the three main red electrodes that we know beyond yeah. Lithgow. So there's are, a whole there's a funny bit. They're all named John. Right. So Is you, it a funny bit? Is is uh the black electrode named John Jones? No, 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 that Wait, would be are you I think you're missing No that it, guy that would that guy yeah. is the voice of Man, Martian Manhunter on Justice League. J- John Parker? Yes. The, no the dreaded guy. Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He was also Sydney's uh partner on no way. alias. That's Carl hilarious. Lumbly. Yeah. I was like, hey, look at yeah, Carl Lumbly. Uh so th- they all are named John. So <laughs> John Lithgow uh, is Dr. Lazardo, but also Lord John Warfin, who's the Lord of the Red Lectroids, the bad guys. So is he like, is is Dr. Lazardo gone? Is Has he like taken I, over I his think, essence? I, I think I, you're thinking too hard about this one. Jesus. Uh, but he's certainly got a couple of um, comrades in arms here on Earth, right? So Christopher Lloyd <laughs> plays John what? Big Booty. John Big, Big Bote, which is it's a funny joke, except we never see it until the credits that it does have the little Olay over it. So you're like, oh, it is Bote. It is Bote. Um, <clears throat> we also have Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. And Vincent uh, yep, Scarelli. I wrote it down. Is that how you pronounce it? Sh- uh, Scarelli? It's one. Stand by. One moment. Should I just keep trying to guess it? Yep. Yeah. Keep. Vincent. Scrabble, it's Scrap Scrapanelli. It's, it's Schiavelli. Schiavelli. Vincent, Vincent Schiavelli, uh, the if, subway ghost from Ghost. That's exactly what I'm I was going to say. Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. That, yeah. I was going to say if you don't know who he is, he's the, the subway ghost from Ghost. So he's John O'Connor, Dan Hedaya, who's John, John O'Connor. When did the first Terminator movie come out? Eighty six. Eighty three. Oh, it's pre this. I think so. Are you sure? I think so. Ten years in between one and two. No, eighty-seven was no. Terminator one. I don't think that's correct. How dare you? Eighty-four. Oh, same, same year. year. Wow. Yeah, uh, but it's John O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Hedaya is John Gomez. They're all John. So the right. good guy is uh, that this a Jamaican sounding John Jones. <laughs> John Jones is John uh, Parker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The leader of the Black Electroids is John Lindahl. Uh, Lindahl? Did I get that right? Sure. John M. Dahl. M. Dahl. M. Dahl. Okay. Um, played by Rosalind Cash. I mean, the, the, the list, the cast list in this is amazing, right? So we got Peter Weller, John Lithgow, Ellen Barkin playing Penny Pretty, hmm. Jeff Goldblum as New Jersey, <laughs> uh, Christopher Lloyd, we talked about, um, Pepe Serna, who is in Scarface, is Reno, Nevada. Oh, that's right. Right? Yes. Um, uh, Clancy Brown, oh, the, the Kurgan, God. is Rawhide. Lex Luthor from the Animated Justice League yes. series. And also Mr. Krabby on uh, uh, SpongeBob. Is he really? Are you spon- yeah. Of course he is. Of course he is. That's hilarious. Um, we've also got... There's. I, I want to name these because there's some good ones. So the wonderful Mike Ehrmantraut... Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad, Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh, that's right. Yes, is, I forgot is his real the name. Hospital yeah. guard. Yep. Yeah, when he came up, I'm like, "Is that? It sure Mike is from Breaking Bad." John Ashton, mm-hmm. who is Taggart from Beverly Hills Cop, plays a cop in this. Um, Yakov Smirnov, who, if you were, 
the, where the, the fuck was Ryakov Shmirnov in? He this was movie? with the president. He was in the in the White House. He's got a be- he's got the beard and everything. You- That's Yakov Shmirnov. Yes, yes. You doing an American accent? Is he dubbed? Uh, I don't think he's doing an. No, I don't remember. No, because he's uh, no, because there's a joke. The president, um, the president makes a joke about his sec Secretary of Defense. Um, he he has I, like a Russian name. I completely missed that, that was Yakov Shmirnov. Yeah, guy with the glasses. Mm, I don't not not because the, the president who is someone else. I don't know if you don't look it up. I want to tell you. No. Okay, tell you. Uh, he's Tot from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my god! No kidding. Yep. Holy shit! <laughs> dubbed by somebody else. I tried to find out, but all I could uh. find is he's dubbed by a famous American actor. I'm like, can I have the name? It's yeah. not like it's not like. James Earl Jones is doing the right. voice. Like, oh, it's very <laughs> right. clearly James Earl Jones. It's somebody. Uh, Billy Vera, who was a, a singer, Billy Vera, and the uh, he was a member of the the Beaters, I think. Mm. Um, I is know. Pinky Carruthers? I think he's part of the band. I mean, there's a lot of fucking people in this movie. Um, a lot of people in this very bad movie. Ronald Lacey is the president. Yeah, that's top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, also in. Um, He's in Raider. Uh, he's in uh, Last Crusade as a Nazi in that too. Just as a different Nazi. Like, of course, oh, he is. buddy. Oh, hey, he made right. it to America this time. He's the Red Skull, <laughs> son of a bitch. So you know, again, at the time, I can see how this might have been viewed as, oh, this is this movie's going to be something. So the, there's a closing credit: Buckaroo Banzai. Um, we'll watch for the next adventure, Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai against. The World Crime League, and I think that's serious. I don't think they were being tongue in cheek. No, like, oh, no, they they thought this is. They're like, guys, we fucking did it. We're gonna make millions. This is gonna be our our next chance. This is gonna be James oh, Bond. Oh. Here we go. But um, so let's go back. Sure. What do you want to look at? Did the helicopter pilot not know what a fucking mountain was? When Buckaroo Bonsai goes <laughs> through the eighth dimension, right. he says. <laughs> He just went through a, a wall of rocks. I'm yeah. Like, dude, that's a fucking mountain. How? Don't you're not, not allowed to fly helicopters if you don't know what a mountain is. Was that? Was he making the point like that? It's a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I'm not defending that. No, nope, 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 nope. Absolutely not. Um, my question is, where do they get all the guns from? Like, there's nothing in their nothing in their bio. So they're scientists, inventors. Oh, you mean rock stars at the club when there's. Tr- uh, yeah, at the club. <laughs> Ellen all... Barkin goes to shoot herself. She gets stopped. Somebody sees a gun. They they draw weapons. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, you're skipping over something major. Ellen Barkin goes to kill herself in the middle of a fucking crowded club. And everyone's like, yeah, die, bitch. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're so mean so to her. so horrible. And she's not like subtly pulling the gun up. She, I'm like, this, this is not funny. This is, this woman is about to commit suicide and no one gives a shit. Like, booing her was one thing. Right. Because she was crying. Stop her from killing herself. No one cares. What the no hell? One cares. You know, so you get and again, I wonder how much of this how much of this movie's place in, you know, cult status world is just a goofiness is, of it. Is, is is seriously that one line the one line when he's, you know, performing. That one line makes it into Star Trek. It's the uh plaque for the Excelsior. 
Sure. I, I, I can't remember if it's when it's NX, when it's just a experimental, when it has a tr- transwarp drive mm-hmm. in uh, Star Trek V. Oh. First contact. Isn't that the one? Shh, sit oh, no. down. What's the one with, uh, James, with James Cromwell in it? Isn't that the one? <laughs> First contact. Yes. Ha-ha. What's his character's name? The inventor of the warp drive? First of all, it, he doesn't invent it. He discovers warp He's technology. He e- makes Eli Zephyrin Cochran. Zephyrin Cochran. Eli Whitney. Fuck his you. cousin, Zephyrin. Zephyrin Cochran. Right. Uh, no, it's it, so all in Star Trek, all, <laughs> just a little bit of this story, <laughs> all experimental ships are, instead of NCC, it's yep. NX. Got it. For experimental. experimental. Yep. Uh, I think the Navy may do the same thing, or maybe even the Air Force, if they're doing experimental Probably. planes. Yeah, yeah. They, their call their sign X. is an X, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not the call sign. That would be. The, I'm sorry. Like the, the, the the model, like like the model yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. So in first con, or, and God damn it, you got me in uh, Star Trek Five. Star Trek, Star Trek Five. Which one's that? Is that uh, with Kirk versus? God? Yeah. Oh, that's the fucking. They they fixed the it. So in that, it's the NX two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be, have this transwarp drive, but Scotty pulls a couple things out, so it oh. can't do anything. Oh, is that? Oh, that's be, like beyond warp. That's a beyond warp drive. Uh, I think so. I think it, warp's funny. Like then they've kind of retconned Cause, cause how the number warp is like works. A, is the cubed speed of light right? Right. Something like or, that. Or warp the the number is the the power of speed of. Well, currently, what happens is. You are in like a stream. Like why, think about why are, why are we talking about this? Because I don't want to talk about wait, wait, wait. But this this will connect in <laughs> oh, in Star yeah, Trek. Well, yeah, okay. wait. You yeah. Star Trek into darkness. Yeah, the bad guy ship. Who flies that ship? Eric Bana. Wrong. That's oh into darkness. Yeah, uh, Khan. No, uh, the other guy. Who's the admiral? Oh, Admiral Pike. No, nope. Admiral. <laughs> admiral Jones. Marcus. Marcus. Right. Yes. Who's played by. Peter Weller. Peter, oh, Yay! that's right. Yay. Okay, so we can keep talking about it. Oh, of, God. <laughs> remember when they're chasing each other's ship and then you, they wait, knock? Wait, you can't keep talking about Star Trek now. We're talking God. about Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. on one of the two Excelsiors, the plaque says, wherever you go, there you are. Sure, sure. To so, which I'm like, why? No, go do that. <laughs> I, I think, again, I, I feel like if you're nostalgic about the things you loved when you were thirteen, then I get it, but you can't love this movie as it for itself. I mean, it's just not possible. Okay, so Lithgow. Well, you're interested in Lithgow doing a hilarious uh, Russian accent, Italian. Oh, excuse me, Italian accent. It's the costumer for this movie. What? It's that guy. He just went to him and had him say all his lines. Come on. Yeah, isn't that great? I mean, if you got a fucking full <laughs> Italian. Right there for you. Why wouldn't you use it? Oh, that's just so funny. Um, but so his oh, flashback, Dr. Emilio Lazardo. Okay, all right. His flashback is it also time travel? Because he seems to like no. Because they said it it happened back in the in the forties. Right, but he like hooks the things up to his hooks it's, the diodes up to his tongue it's and like, ear. Yeah, it's like it's just. The, a flat, just, just a memory flat. retention kind of or memory. Yeah, I think they like. I think they liked the visual effect of you know. It's a lot of that. What do they call it? Rotoscoping. Yeah, we're like drawing over the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like that. Well, it doesn't. I mean, his character is proto. His character is proto Dick Solomon. 
from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. <laughs> you see some of the things that he did as that character. Sure. Like you're like, oh. What this... would an alien inhabiting a body that looks oh, human be oh, like? Oh. Yeah. It's, wait a minute. Yeah. Do these movies take place? This oh. Bucker Bonsai? Is, Bucker, no. is Third Rock from the Sun part of the Bonsai-verse? Bonsai I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. I mean, what else is in there? Uh so there's, there, there are elements of... Is this what made Ellen Barkin, like, no, Ellen she Barkin? Was, no, no. Because she's, like, peak Ellen Barkin in this movie. She is looking great. Well, she's she's much younger, obviously, but... So, um, so this is 84. Let's see mm-hmm. where this falls on her timeline. So, all right, before this, she has done Diner. Oh, right, Diner. Um... Some other things, Tender Mercies, that sounds like I should know what that is. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, the year before, in 83, she does Eddie and the Cruisers, which also not a huge success at the time. It's become a commercial. Who's Michael Pere. But who's Eddie in it? Is it? That's Michael Pere. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. It's cr- the, with the Beaver Brown Band, which yeah, is not I, Michael Pere singing. Yeah. yeah, I saw it once. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, this is the beginning soundtrack. of her career. Yeah, good, great. Oh, phenomenal soundtrack. But it's a Probably movie. a better soundtrack, soundtrack than the movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I want to see the Venn diagram okay. of people who saw this movie in 85. 84. Excuse me. So, well, in, maybe in 85. 85 who the fuck well. knows? Um, probably in 85 because they waited until it came out on VHS if it only did $6 million in the box office. 85. The, uh, that's back when VHS tapes cost like 80 bucks. Top, so. Top Gun came out on DVHS for twenty dollars, and that was the that was the breaking point because Pepsi put a big commercial at the beginning of the tape sure. before the movie started. That was the point when you when commercial movies became affordable to buy. That's the reason why like Video Factory blocked, mm-hmm. like that's why that was a thing, right? Because the, the the to buy a movie was very expensive on VHS. Sure, I remember. Okay. I'm not that much. I, well, I, I just I'm not sure where this so, falls. All right. Venn diagram. Yes. Of people who discovered the sexiness of Ellen Barkin. Sure. And their love for being BDSM. Because that scene where she's all tied up, I'm like, is is this the invention of BDSM? Well, it's not the invention of BDSM. <laughs> no, but, I know, but, but like that may have been a formative experience for number. Sure. Two. Listen, I remember seeing The Graduate at a young age, oh, and uh, oh boy, yes, Mrs. Robinson. Um, I like Carl Lum- Lumbly's um, running. John Parker. Yeah, his running jump. At somewhere near the end of the movie, they're running, and he's like, Wee! he's like when he goes bell- over the when he goes over the the wall, the fence. No, oh, no, no. no. Uh, later in the oh, movie. Later. He's literally like running, but every third step he like does a little like ballet jump. I'm like, that's a choice. It's like Vincent D'Onofrio in uh, Men in Black. Sure. You know, the, the how tech, do you yeah. act like a giant bug trapped in human skin? Sure. Oh, that's how. That's that's what it looks like. Yeah. That, um, let's see what else is going on there. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff. I, I so I'll be honest with you. You know what I liked about the movie. I, oh. I loved the dynamic of the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Yes. So Jeff Goldblum, who is a medical, medical, I think medical school is, associate of Buck Rubanzai. This is pre-fly, right? He, this is like gotta be tall guy. Maybe a couple other things, but the fly had not death, happened for him. Death yet. Wish. Oh my God! That's, that's his, right. That's his first movie. He's the he's is he the first he's punk one, that's taken yeah. out? Uh, I don't even know if he gets taken out. Isn't he one of the punks that 
messes with Charles Bronson, or maybe the first one that gets taken out. I think he's the first one, one that gets the early, taken out. Yeah. I uh, get that confused with uh, Pax in, in um, Terminator. Oh, do you not know this? Bill Paxton is one of the. Oh, is he one of the ones at the beginning? He's oh, the one with blue hair. Yes, that's right. And it's um, the the other guy, the guy who Arnold takes the while well, you're looking that up. Yep. The coat from. He's a that guy actor. He was on the X Files. He was an alien exterminator no on the X Files. The big guy. The big guy. Yeah. I cannot remember his name. He's a character no, sure. actor. Um. So eighty four. We've got Buckaroo Banzai. No, the fly is eighty six. Transylvania at six five thousand is eighty five. Oh, then the fly, yeah. Then so from the from, so eighty six is like when Goldblum finally goes. Oh, oh, I'm in a, a good movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I guess you could say that life I, uh, fi- finds a way. I mean, he'd done the big chill in eighty three. He'd done the right stuff in eighty three. I mean. He, oh my God, that's right. He is. He was in, in the Invasion big... of the Body Snatchers in seventy. He's who's in in which one? Big Chill. Big Chill. He is Michael. I don't remember the movie. I remember that it was a movie. I don't remember. Uh, uh, it's a good movie, sure. but my God, that soundtrack is great. That's another. That's a, soundtrack is it, may is have that why yes. eclipsed the movie. Sure, sure. And the movie's you know, it's got Kevin Klein. Um, so again, I, so I loved the. I, I, I would have watched another movie. I, I, yeah, if, if it, it was, wasn't for all this weirdness, I would have watched another movie about Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Sure, I liked the group. I uh, why, why are they? Why do they dress like country artists when they clearly are not a country band? I think only Goldblum dresses like a country artist. Rawhide, Tommy oh. Perfect, Tommy Perfect toes when the line. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy Perfect has the only line in the movie. Reno, that Nevada, made, that made me laugh. He's got kind of the. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what's his? The when they're talking, Doctor Lazardo. Wasn't he on TV once? You're thinking of Mr. Wizard. This guy's a top <laughs> scientist, Dunkoff. So was Mr. Wizard. <laughs> So was Mr. Wizard. There are it's just his his seriousness of like, yeah, I know who Mr. Wizard is. There are funny there there are moments in this where I see what they were going for. Yeah, that was the only time that I I I, I smiled at a couple other things, but I I actually went. <laughs> that was like, I think it was more just his line reading of it. You know, you know how so I actually we, like in this is I feel like Peter Weller does a great job. It's except when he's singing, dear Peter um, Weller. Do not wait, sing. Wait a minute. His yep. singing is not that bad. His singing's not. I was actually surprised. I was like, there's oh, he a, can sing. There's a reason the song cuts off there because that song gets really. He started. I'm like, he's not gonna listen. He, the fact that he is was it, singing. I can't live. Is that yeah, what he sings? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Can't live. Living is without you. Because then it's. I can't live. Yeah. yeah he, like, he wasn't Peter going for the Not doing but, that. But he, he's good. Uh, but he's you know he's got. He he plays the straight man when he needs to, right? So he's not taking the campy route. And no, he is he is playing this. I am in a <clears throat> I am in a hardcore detective um, noir. He's almost yeah. doing it noir, okay. and, which I liked. I, yeah. I, you know, he's very like everything's going to be. And I I wonder if this is what got him RoboCop. Like, like oh, oh, he can do like sure. Pretty straightforward. Just he's actually uh, in the Frank Miller 
the animated adaptation of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Oh, really? Who's he's Batman. Oh, oh, I can see that. But the problem he, is he he does everything like this, and right. it's Gotham, and you're like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> oh, I fell asleep. Uh, it's so much narration. I think in recent years he has had a very successful career as a TV director. I think he directs a lot of stuff. Really? I think so. Huh. He also um, had a had a run on Sons of Anarchy as a recurring character. Really good. Yeah, I, that, you should watch that. It's Hamlet on I motorcycles. I know it's Hamlet on motorcycles. Okay. Uh, but he's funny. You know, there's a moment. So he gets. Tell you what. I'll watch that. Yeah. When you get to any of the other things <laughs> I suggested fair. to you. That's fair. Arrow. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Um, but, you know, I like when after Buckaroo gets zapped through the payphone. That was the, funny. That was the funny. black electroids. Uh-huh. And he comes out into the press conference. And, he, of course, he says. There they are. Don't you see him? What do you mean? Who? Evil. That's a funny, you know, it's that he sells that silly line. Yes. So well, I'll I'll give Peter Weller credit for that. Yeah. There is a point where my note is just simply what the hell is happening in this movie. Mm -hmm. I just. How about Buckaroo's the the blue blazer regulars? So clearly he has like a fan army that actually can he can mobilize. Because they rescue Buckaroo. If right? I'm the president of the United States. I'm fucking terrified of Buckaroo Bonsai right I, now. I want him on my side, right? Yeah, yeah. and he has him on his side. He yeah. does, right? That's right. Calling all Blue Blazer regulars in the Garden State. Buckaroo and Shoffler. This is Scooter Lindy, Junior Blue Blazer regular, 41 and a half. Hang on. Dad, Dad, Buckaroo's in trouble. Say what? When they put out the distress call that Buckaroo's in trouble, and not only is there someone to hear it, but that is a person who can rescue Buckaroo. Right? It's with a helicopter? With a helicopter, Because, right? uh, you know, I've got a helicopter hanging around. Of course you do. Who was uh, the, the little kid that's part of the team? Who was his dad? That's a that guy actor. He, he totally is a that guy actor. Um, stand by one. Uh, so that, the character was Casper Lindley. Uh-huh. Played by Bill Henderson. Bill Henderson. Who okay. sadly doesn't even get a photo on IMDb. <clears throat> That's why I couldn't find it. Okay. He, uh, he was an actor known for Clue, City Slickers, <gasps> He's and the Maverick. cop in Clue. The, w- the cop that shows up oh, at, yeah. with Christopher Lloyd. With Christopher Lloyd, He's, yeah. Because he says, uh, he smells the uh, Mr. Body's breath, and he goes, this man's and drunk. drunk. And Christopher Lloyd goes, dead drunk. And then... um. Uh, Miss Scarlet <laughs> elbows him. God, that movie's so good. Yeah, yeah. but he's totally that guy actor, though. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! He has eighty six actor credits. Good for him. He's a that Is he guy still alive? actor. No, he passed away. Looks like uh, April twenty sixteen in L A. Oh, rest in power. At the age of ninety. Whoa! Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Right? Wait a minute. Twenty sixteen ninety. So in eighty four he was. Uh, he was born in 26. So let's so do some Dak six, Shepard fast math here. Yeah, 58. He was 58 in Buckaroo Banzai? In 84. Damn. If it was 86, that'd be 60 years. It's two years. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 58. He looked great. Yeah, he looked great. I would have pegged him in the 40s. Well, you know what they say? Black don't crack. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> Though, I mean, a perfect example of per- that is Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. The, uh, what is he? Is he 70? He's 71. That's insane. And I'm still the only thinking thing, he could beat my ass. 
The only part that shows is in they do a great job of digitally aging him in Captain, in Marvel. Captain Marvel. But when he has to run, I'm like, you're running like a 71 year old man. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, he's still keeping up a good clip. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like Brie Larson's holding back <laughs> running right now. That's right. Can we get a treadmill under Mr. Jackson? Um, so, uh, I mean, th- there's, there's. Does, does Lex Luthor die? Does Clancy Brown die? I think he dies. But then at the end, in that stupid thing where they're in the, re- the so ravine. So does he recover? Maybe he recovers. Because there's a scene when, there's a scene where New Jersey, Jeff Goldblum, who actually is Dr. Hang on. Dr. Sidney Zweibel. <laughs> Good Lord. New Jersey. Uh, he's working on something. He seems to be decoding like the the to- the way the toxin. Oh no, that was the that was the mind control. Why mm. we don't see them right? Never mind. Right. I was thinking he was figuring out the poison, but it certainly seems like he dies because John Parker. So so rawhide gets uh-huh. stung by this arachnid thing. Uh, he dodges it from hitting Buckaroo. He, he saves Buckaroo's he saves, life. Saves Buckaroo. That's right. And then, and do they spit them out of their mouth? They spit them, right? Gross, gross. Uh, John Parker comes in while the the gang is kind of tending to him, and he can't feel his legs. And they say they ask John Parker if there's a cure, and he says no. And then he squishes the thing underfoot. So it gross. certainly seems like he dies because that last shot of him is he's like, "What are you all staring at?" And uh, the perfect John. Perfect. Perfect Tommy. Perfect Tommy, like, turns away, like, I can't watch my friend die. And then it comes back, and he's eyes closed, looks dead. But then during the credits, he's walking with the rest of them to a ripoff of the Great Escape music. Oh, my God. That music sounds like... Oh my God, that's right now. I can't unhear that. Because today well I'm driving into work going, man, that theme is so catchy. And then I'm like, wait, what? That's not a right thing. Why doesn't Vincent Scarelli have red hair? Vint- Vincent Schiavelli. Sorry. Why doesn't Vincent Schiavelli have red hair? The actor or the character? The character, because Lithgow has red hair. Dan Hedaya has red hair. Christopher Lloyd has red hair. So obviously in their human form, they're, they they're have the red, red hair. They're the red electrodes. Was Vincent Schiavelli just like... Schiavelli. Schiavelli just like, fuck you, I'm not wearing a red wig. I liked that his uh, red, his alien version of himself had the same like yeah. frowning jowl. That poor guy. Was that them in that makeup? Oh, it had well. Listen, that one clearly is. Yeah, that man. One, uh, yeah, and the Christopher Lloyd. Yes, you. Can, I mean, you can just tell by looking at him that it's them. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Um, but so do you they're, think they're do you really? Think that, let's be honest, though. They're really shitty rubber masks. You know what it looks like? It looks like the dollar store version yes. of <laughs> Enemy Mine. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's Lewis Gossett Jr.'s makeup in Enemy Mine. Wasn't he scaly? Was right, like so they're so they're just giant scales. Like, oh, okay. yeah, we're close enough. Yeah, we're we'll selling this for a buck. Scales, what right. the fuck? Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. That's also, Enemy Mine, great much movie. better movie than this. <laughs> much better, <laughs> which is a pretty low bar. Yeah. Um, 
I do. I would have watched that movie over this one. Yeah. Fucking a. Right. That's now TSPHC Army. Don't look. don't tell. It, that's not a superhero movie. That's a science fiction movie. It's a good one. It's a great one. Um. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it certainly ends. Oh, how does it end? Well, you know, we skipped over talking about what the fact that Buckaroo is so drawn to Penny, Penny Perfect, or Peggy. No, Penny Perfect. But he keeps calling her Peggy Peggy, because you find out that oh, it's her twin sister. We don't know that. Yeah. No, no. Literally, she asks like, "Why do you keep looking at me like that?" And he's like, "Or, or she sees the picture of his Mm. dead wife, Mm -hmm. and he says, she must have been your identical twin who I married." Yeah. That's the only thing that supports that. Well, what else is it going to be? Listen, it's it's her identical twin. My problem is yes. Taking that, we have to take that as truth from Buckaroo Banzai. Sure. Otherwise, he's an unreliable narrator, and our <laughs> hero is now a liar. Right. So we have to take the truth that Penny is Peggy's twin sister, who in the end of this movie, Buckaroo Banzai, after bringing her back to life, fucks. <laughs> and one of the black, lecre- whatever they're called. Lectroids. Lectroids pops up. He's like, it's no big deal. I'm like, it's a big <laughs> fucking deal. <laughs> This is, I don't know how you guys do things on Planet Ten, but down but, here it's uh, kind of a big that, deal. Like Thanksgiving's going to be awkward. I mean, can we say that? <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, like it's going to be awkward. Good lord! I just, god damn it! I do I have anything else? I don't think we have any. I don't think there's anything else to say about this movie. Hang on, let me just make sure. Sure. There was some sort of fudge bit about someone being so scared they shit their pants. I. Uh, you know, I didn't miss. Uh, I missed no. it. Didn't. Don't feel like I missed anything. How about one more thing before sure. we before we end <laughs> this shit show of a movie? Yeah. So there's that woman who is uh, part of the president's cabinet. That's like we've yes. got to attack. We've got to attack. Being very almost shrill. I hate using that word, but they're making her the shrill woman, Senator Cunningham. Yes. yes. And then when they finally go to do it, she's like, "Well, hang on. Let's let's talk about this for a minute." Like. Lady, you were riding, you were ride or die for nuking the shit out of these people. And all of a sudden they're going to do it like, I was just kidding. What? What? I think that where there was character, I think where there's interesting characters, it's not in any of the set pieces. And the president and everyone around him is a set piece. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, listen, that perfectly encapsulates this movie not knowing what it wants to do. That's entirely fair. Like, she should have been like, yes, finally. She shouldn't have turned the other way. It's like, no, you're. I You're think, being the sci-fi movie, but then all of a sudden you want to delve into screwball comedy, and then Doctor Zhivago, sure. and a little bit um, uh, um, Doctor Strangelove, sure, with the pre- the president thing. You know, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to try that again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, so, no. I'll leave it. Fuck okay. it. Listen, <laughs> this makes as much sense as the movie. Who fuck? Who the fuck cares? That's why when you said Zhivago, I was like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm, just, yeah, I'm gonna go. Maybe I'm not yeah. remembering this movie right. When the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor, oh. yeah, he's on a roll. Just go with it. <laughs> Please drop that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I totally will. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Germans, forget it. He's rolling. Um. Oh, uh, cannot leave this movie without talking about the fucking horrible cut. It's a uh, timestamp one one hour one minute and forty five seconds. Yep. 
It's when they're in the warehouse, question mark, and the one alien had kicked the door and he's oh, bringing yeah. his leg back through. It's very clear they shot the pickup yes. of him taking his leg out, yelled cut, and then brought everyone else in to, to do the rest <laughs> of that scene. I was like, <sighs> listen, again, a, a weak point in a movie full of weak points. So, so yeah, with so that. Buckaroo Banzai fucks his d- twin Sister, sister of his dead wife. The whole gang reassembles. We get the the new member of the Blue Blazer regulars, uh, Scooter Lindley. He's a he, that's the little kid. That's the little kid. He's wearing the Buckaroo getup, which is also vaguely Pee Wee Herman ish. Uh, you know what I took it as is, and it hadn't happened yet. But I'm wondering if um, Matt Smith's doctor. Mm. Uh, Do you think that's pulling from this? He wears a bow tie and a suit, and he's pretty goofy. Yeah. He was apparently yeah. like the goofy doctor. Okay. I, yeah. Listen, m- much sure. like um, Let's go with that. Game of Thrones, Doctor Who is a big, giant gap in my... <laughs> Got it. Me too. Yeah. We're bad nerds in that sense. No, you can't watch everything. You can't watch everything. That's true. And I love that people love Doctor Who, but mm-hmm. it, I've watched a couple episodes. I'm like, it's not for me. My cousin growing up was a huge Doctor Who fan. Probably Tom it, Baker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, I was like, okay, I know it's a thing. I don't get it. And I like David Tennant. I think he's a good actor, but sure. I just, I don't want to watch just that one season. Yeah. I saw oh, the was highlights. That, was he only one season? Yeah, he was uh, the 10th Doctor. No shit. It was Christopher Eccleston for two, mm-hmm. Tennant, Smith, Capaldi, and now it's Jody. What's her name? Yeah. Yeah, her. All right. Hey, Casey. Uh, so. Credits start rolling. Discount. Um, uh, the great escape. <laughs> great plays. escape plays, and the gang assembles. In, mar- march into the future. Marching down the fucking uh, L.A. River. Uh, L.A. Aqueduct River. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Why like, there? Why in there? front of a graffiti that says Buckaroo Banzai. I don't know. And movie. <laughs> So, Todd, that was, uh, uh, God damn it. Question mark? Yeah. That was, that was this? Is this the worst movie of season two? No, we watched, oh, wait, no, Supergirl was season one, wasn't season it? Season one. Punisher was pretty bad. We bookended this season. This season Punisher was bad pretty movies. bad. Yeah. You know what? And this suffers the same thing. If, if Punisher, like we'd said, had been more like hard, gritty, crime, you know, sure. noir feel to it, or kind of a balls to the walls, hey, the Japanese are invading or whatever. Sure. The, but I don't think they were Japanese. Were they Chinese? The Yakuza. The, the Yakuza. Japanese, yeah. So, yeah. The Japanese were invading. Sure. Look how crazy this is. I may have liked that movie more. Much like Punisher, Buckaroo Banzai wants to be like, well, what about this idea? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about this idea? You said it well earlier. Mashup. There's a whole lot going on. But it, mashups it, work from time to time. This one doesn't. This one doesn't. You know what it feels like? It feels like a lot of those, like, Meet the Spartans and all those shitty... The the, the parody movies. Yeah. 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 But, like... Movie 42, all those... 43. Was it 43? Yeah. Oh, I'm, have you ever seen that? Uh, I've seen... Uh, I saw I've about, seen Wolverine's Balchinian episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched maybe 15, 20 minutes of it, yeah. and I was like, oh, I, I don't know how they got why those is. actors to do that. Like... Because they were probably told it's going to be the next Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah. Because that's what it was going sure, for. Sure, sure, sure. 
it did not succeed. It did not. Yeah. All right. Well, Casey, uh, let's uh, let's you know we typically have some questions to yeah. talk about here. Uh-huh. Hey, Casey, yeah. who's your MVP? It's Peter Weller. Yeah, a hundred percent. He holds this, whatever can happen. He holds movie whatever he this movie has sure. together. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? Um, you know, I I'm going to save this. I will also go with uh, Buckaroo Banzai. I mean, again, as bizarre as it is, somebody's got to be at the center of it, and he is, and I feel like he. He's he does it. What he can do with it, I th- I think it's New Jersey. Oh, solely yeah. oh, for you start seeing sure. the Jeff Goldblum that we know and love. Uh, speech patterns that <laughs> um, we've grown to know and love. Sure, that's and fair. he plays the piano. Like he, oh hey, he does. That's true. Uh, Casey. What is the best? Oh my god! What is the best scene? Um, the best, <laughs> yeah. best is, is a can relative it, term. Could it be what is a scene that didn't piss me off the most? Sure, if that's now, the best, um, then that's the best. It's a moment. Okay. Just because I think at this point, nobody was actually directing the film. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. is when they're on the ship at the end. Yeah. And uh, uh, Lithgow's character like says something shitty to Dr. Uh, John Warfin. Yeah. Warfin says something or to Lord John Warfin. To um Christopher Lloyd's character. J- uh, John Big Booty. Yeah. He he says Big something Boutet. about like if you don't stop I'm gonna and he just turns around and flips him off and I was like, I mean I feel like Christopher Lloyd did that and the director just like whatever. Let's keep it in. Uh so I that 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 was the best scene. That's <laughs> right. No, listen, listen. There's not a lot to work with here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that the movie, and again, not his fault. He was merely acting in it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that Peter Weller was really good in the rock and roll scene when they the one time we see them perform as a band. Yeah, I mean, it spawns the classic line, mm-hmm. but you get the sense of this. There's this complex character, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, because he first he's playing guitar. Then he's, then he's playing, playing a cornet. Jesus then he gets on the piano and he's singing. So, but then he. But, but he, how does he listen? This should have been a question for the ask. movie. No, no. <laughs> Everyone's hooting and hollering, having a great time. He hears, and he's like, "Wait, he hears somebody's Penny's crying. Crying, yeah. Somebody is crying out there." That's my. That's my Peter Weller. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, that was pretty. Yeah. Okay. That's uh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. What's one scene you would cut? You could. You could honestly throw a dart anywhere in the film reel, and I'd be fine with yeah, losing sure. probably whatever you hit. Um, specifically, I would cut. No, you're right. Yeah, no, I can't think of a specific. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so, Casey, who is? I think this is a clear. Who's the actor having the most fun? Uh, it's Lithgow. It's totally Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's yeah. proto uh, Dick Solomon. That's, he's yep. He clearly went, well, so this didn't go anywhere. Well, I guess he's dead at the end of the movie, so. Sure, sure. He's blown up, so. Spoiler. Oh, jeez. I hope we didn't ruin Whatever. that for anybody. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, Rotten yeah. Tomato score. This is uh, what? 71%. Yeah. Uh, take away 71% of that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a 25. There's 25% of a good movie here. Yeah. And, and again, it's not the performances. Uh, no, it's 
the, Some, I, I it's ju- somewhere in the writing, directing, producing, and I, I, it may and I don't even know if just it's be the editing. Uh, yeah, maybe. Listen, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It clearly doesn't work, but I think the performances are great. And There's I think no one's the, performance I don't like. I think the people in this movie, the actors went back in '83 when they were shooting this movie, sure. were like, "Guys, we fucking did it. Yeah, we have made." There's this this really cool. This is gonna be to the yeah sure yeah, yeah that's I've, I boy oh boy sad. were they wrong. Oh boy, so <laughs> dad's breakdown. No, no. Um, this and, would and why? Why this would not hold the beans' attention? Sure. The in terms of a it's in terms of a, objectionable. Yeah, there's, no, there's really nothing, objectionable. nothing objectionable. There's no language. I think it's got to be PG. Yep, it's PG. It's you know the aliens a little bizarre. You know, rawhide what? may die. Uh, and when Vincent Scarelli Schiavelli. Michael yeah. Chiklis. Scarpelli, yeah. <laughs> Vincent Sch- Schiavelli. Vincent Schiavelli is kind of torturing Ellen Barkin down with the water. Yeah, yeah. That was intense. Like, yeah. It all, it towed the line of is someone just not count yelling cut and they're just letting this escalate and escalate? I was uncomfortable in that one moment. Either Vincent and Ellen are fucking, you know, Shakespearean level. Uh, method actors mm-hmm. or somebody crossed the line in that scene. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, and I got uncomfortable with it. So showing it to the bean, she would. Sure. That's not sure. for her. Uh, but I think to your point, there's no way a kid's sitting through this to get anywhere near that point. I barely could sit through this. We, we had to, we had, no I choice. had to, I, well, I didn't sit through the whole thing. I stood for the last 25 <laughs> minutes because I was so angry and tired. I'm like, uh. Good just, is it done? Is it done? Uh, we're looking. Okay. All right. You, know, you, you ever wa- listen to one of the How This Get Made episodes where Jason or uh, uh, Paul will be like, I checked to see how much was left in the movie. And you're like, oh, fuck. There's this much left in the movie? <laughs> I had that moment. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's got to be like 20 minutes left. Oh, my God. There's 45 minutes left in this movie. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, an hour 42. But it's it not a long like movie. Three and a half. It feels, yeah. One, and I'm not over-exaggerating. It felt nope, like three and a half hours. You are 100% correct. All right. So uh, now, Casey, I drew this shit storm of a movie. <laughs> okay. So you get to draw. What are we going to start off season three with? Season three. Season three. Okay. So just want to point out there's lots of great options. Mm-hmm. So just feel free to grab anything good. Anything good. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. What we're we starting getting? a new a new series, a new series. Oh, a Marvel or DC property, Marvel property. Okay, a new that can't. I'm not happy. I'm, I'm, we're gonna watch Spider Man, the McGuire Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, well, let's let's uh watch let's that trailer. trailer. Not everyone is meant to make a difference, but for me, the choice to live an ordinary life is no longer an option. twice and I've never even seen his face. 
Amazing. I'm not going to lie. You know I love this movie. I'm okay with this one. It's when we get to two and three that sure. You know, I think my problem with two is that everyone's like, "It's the perfect comic book movie." Well, no, uh, it is not. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so nope. Let me bring up some. Do you know um, they had to pull the teaser trailer for this movie? For what? For, for what Spider-Man. Um, so the original teaser trailer is guys do a bank robbery. They're chasing through New York City. Then they get on a helicopter and they're flying away and they get caught in a net, like a spider's web. Yep. And it pans out and it pans out and they're stuck between the two towers. (gasps) The trailer for this came out like July, June, no, probably August of 2000. This came out in 2001, May of 2001. Uh, No, this was 2002. Excuse me. So the filming clearly the production must have sorry, been sorry. I meant the teaser trailer came out oh. in August of two thousand one. Two months later, we all know what got happened, it, unless it. we have young listeners in the audience. Right. Which we shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yep. We're very May, dirty yeah, on it. May two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Oh yeah, I saw this shit in the theater. Oh, me too. Multiple oh, times. I, but I tried I was to remember, working at the theater at the time. Don't I remember wasn't there a and I, I feel like this was in the same vein. Wasn't there also a promo still of with the, the twin towers? With the twin towers, because he has the mirrored lenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and it got changed to uh the Green Goblin. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They so, they were they were New York City is a is a set piece, or not a set piece, a character in the film. Sure. And they had to go through and digitally remove Every, which I I'm not I'm not I, cool with that. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't think you had to I mean we can't ignore that they were there. Right. They, and that's they, what it, that sure. feels like. That feels like, no, no, no. There they were never, never any there. two yeah. giant. Now, do you want to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes? Now, actually, let's actually, I'll give you this as a nice transition. Let me, I'm going to also go to IMDb. Sure. Because we'll do like old school, you know, yeah, old approach. Yeah, this will be our turn. Yeah. So would you like to guess uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter is? 93. Really close. 90. All right. Which is you got to think about the time. I, yeah, I, remember we we've talked about this. We had X Men, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Before that, it was Batman and Robin. Okay. Oof. All right. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So uh-huh. interesting. Now we're seeing a spread the other way. So ninety percent of the reviews were generally positive, which is what the Rotten Tomatoes captures. Uh-huh. IMDb captures a true like. You know, People score the movie. Yeah, yep. what are the what are the scores? Out of ten stars or a hundred percent, however uh-huh. you want to view it, what do you think? Oh, well, you you showed a little. Uh seventy three. Seventy three. Whoa. Seven point three out of ten. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> so that's so I think that yeah, I I'm angry at the ninety because of Cap's treatment. But mm-hmm. I Well look am, up First Avenger. Let's let's just go back to that real quick. Look at what yeah. First Avenger has on IMDb. Oh, on IMDb. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, 2011, the first Avenger. 6.9%. All right, or so 6. people, 9. people 6. 9, need to revisit right. this movie. I think it's... I, I, I will fully admit, So they're saying I thought Captain bet- America, first Avenger was fine. Yeah. But I always like put Winter Soldier so much better. Sure, sure. I Now, like we've talked about, we can't say, but Winter Soldier is better. We have to go movie by movie. And just taking... Captain America: First Avenger. It's a great film. Sure, sure. You know? 
Wow. Well, Casey, that was a movie and a season. Oh, buddy. Here we are. Season two finale. That's crazy. This is fucking bonkers. That's crazy. So we are here. So this is going to release uh, mid-June, mm-hmm. uh, early June. Early June. Yeah. We're, uh, we've got something. I mean, to be fair, we've got ideas for some stuff to do over the summer. Slash, we do have two things in place. We do have two things in place. Yes. 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 Uh, one so Patreon, ex- one on this feed. Yep. Uh, look for both of those coming soon. Yes. Uh, those will be fun. Those are going to be so much fun. I want to deliver a live sh- I want to deliver a live episode. I want to do that. We did one for Thor. I think it was there was enough good stuff in there to... To prove a concept. So we don't have an idea yet. We don't. We have a desire to do something. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going to keep working on that. And then, um, you know, we're going to enjoy a little bit of time off this summer. Yeah. And then we'll be back in the fall like we did last year. We did last year, yeah. Holy cow. So, oh, uh, Buddy, I got to tell you, thank you for agreeing to do this with me. Oh, my God. Thank you for asking me to do this, this with you. This has been such a fucking treat. Absolutely. This is awesome. Um, yeah. So... That was a season. That was number two in the books. Um, phrasing. Oh, no, no. Wait, don't put number twos in books. Number two. <laughs> no, don't put. No. <laughs> I, I see what God, you did there. You should have your books. <laughs> Only the ones I don't own. No. Okay. Oh, oh you're the library I, I, shitter? I'm the mad shitter. No. Oh, no. Uh, all right. So, um, so hey. that. Oh, wait. Hey, Carol. Yeah, we we can't some, say goodbye. No, not yet. Oh, hey, Todd, where can people find you on social media should they wish to find you? And should you wish to be found? I can be found on uh, writing about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website, which is tmpinsyr.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at tmpinsyr. Casey, where can you be found on the interwebs should you wish to be found? On Twitter, I can be found at not.ryancasey. And on Instagram, easier, not Ryan Casey. Also, go check out our Facebook page, which is mm-hmm. facebook.com slash superpodherocast. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey, you referenced some uh, Patreon episode. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we got it. Um, let's see. We've got October, December, February, April. So at this point, we've got four uh, full episodes. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple other bonus things available. You can we- hear our quick review of our thoughts on Endgame. Yep. Um, uh, excuse me, Avengers Endgame. I don't want to be that guy. That, that's a story for another time. Yeah, all right. Uh, but head over to patreon.com slash TSPHC. You know, if you're liking what we're doing, kicking a couple bucks, kicking a couple bucks more, we do full episodes as bonuses over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a few bucks more than that, and you're helping shape the direction of the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, But, you know, show us a little love. And if you want to... Show us a little love by writing something to us. Yes. You can go to superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. All right. Wow. wow. So that was a season. That was a season. So that'll do it for the Superpod Herocast for this season. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. Dude, season two. Season two. Thanks, Bob. That should be an outtake. Okay, so that'll do it for the Superpod Herocast for this week. What? For this season. That came out very wrong. Yeah. Rewind the tape. Okay. Yeah.